title of the message is The Joy of Repentance. I went to a church and listening to the pastor preach, and uh, it was about godliness and holiness, but it was a bit like throwing stones. It, it, it was, a, you know, it was very legalistic. I want to talk about the joy of repentance. See, it takes grace to live the Christian life. It takes grace to be born again. It takes grace to be sanctified. It takes grace to live a pure life. It's God's help, okay? And grace is joy. Hello? I, I studied Greek, New Testament Greek a little bit, and the word for grace is, if you, it's K-A-R, but it's in Greek letters, car, that's grace. And the word for joy is charis. It's the same thing. It's grace with an is on the end. Joy. Praise God. Don't let anyone steal your joy by telling you that sin is okay. Let me say it again. In churches that don't preach repentance, they are stealing your joy because there's no grace. Because God gives grace to repent. And unless you repent, there is no lasting joy. It's all fake religion, empty religion that keeps people bound because pastors are afraid of their flock and telling them the truth. It's a lot easier to placate people, to be nice to people and not to offend people. Praise the Lord. Repentance is following Jesus. Jesus said to Matthew, come, follow me. Leave your corrupt tax collector life, ripping people off, and follow me. That's repentance. It's leaving whatever sin you are involved in and following him. Amen? You know, when the Holy Spirit locates people in our meetings and tells them their sin, it's the grace of God. It is the mercy of God. Like um, a couple of months ago, the Holy Spirit spoke to a young man, his wife at the back, he had a bad knee, they really wanted healing, and said to him, you're involved in drug deals. You see, when the Holy Spirit exposes your sin, that sin can ruin your life. That sin can destroy you, bring death, spiritual death. For the wages of sin is death. 
but the free gift. And by the way, the Greek word for gift is charismata. Charismata. Grace. For the free gift of God is eternal life. And he got on his knees and repented. Drug dealing could ruin his marriage and his life, could end up in prison. It's God's mercy when the Holy Spirit comes to you and says, repent. It's your stubbornness that resists him. He wants you to have joy, overflowing joy. Hallelujah. There's joy in salvation, the joy of your salvation. When you repent, you come into salvation. He saves you from your sin. It's called good news, otherwise known as the gospel. Hallelujah. So God brings mercy. He's interested in mercy, not in religion. So many pastors are interested in religion. Religion is how many people you have in your church. Religion is how much money is in the offering. Religion is not offending people. Religion is keeping the order, keeping the schedule going. It's religion. God's not interested, church, in your religion. God is interested in mercy. Saving people from their sin through the preaching of the gospel of repentance. Mercy. He's a God of mercy. It's why he sent his, his son, Jesus Christ, dying on the cross to save us from our sin, heal our bodies. Pastors that, that say healing is over, God doesn't heal today, or whatever they say, are robbing God's people of the mercy of his healing blood. Hallelujah. Pastors who don't want people vomiting on their nice carpet. Hallelujah. You're keeping people in bondage because of your love of the carpet. Let them be free. Let the mercy and the gospel of Jesus Christ be released. And if you don't preach repentance, people won't know the cause of their bondage, why they're hearing voices, why they're demonically afflicted, why they're being raped at night by a demon or whatever. Unless you preach repentance, you'll keep people in bondage. Hallelujah. Matthew 9.10. Now it happened as Jesus sat at the table in the house that behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard that, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, people in sin are sick. They need a saviour to heal the soul. 
to sanctify and save the soul. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So God rejoices when you repent. Yesterday when all those people came forward, people repenting, sobbing over their sins, there was great joy, joy in heaven. Why don't we think about what pleases God and gives him joy? If preaching a gospel of repentance brings God joy, when sinners repent, why not do it to please him instead of thinking about the people and what pleases them? Amen? What man of you having a hundred sheep... If he loses one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbours, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons, all the religious who need no repentance. Amen. When you turn to Christ and you say, Lord, I'm really sorry, it gives him joy. You want to give God joy? Give him your life. Follow me. Jesus said, follow me, follow him, follow him, leave your sin, follow him. He never walks in sin. His path is righteousness. You know Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters in the paths of righteousness. Amen. He always walks in righteousness. He'll never go off his own path. He'll never deny himself. He is righteous. Stop justifying your sin in your life and yield yourself to Jesus Christ. When you walk in the Spirit and are led by the Spirit, you are children of God, the Bible says. Make him Lord of your life. Praise God. That will mean that you will be different from other Christians around you in all likelihood who think that mixing the world and Christianity, as long as you go to church on Sunday, put your money in the plate, you're good. You've said the sinner's prayer, you're good. Why not be different and actually follow him? A broken heart is what God desires. A broken and contrite heart he will not despise. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such, save such as have a repentant heart 
a contrite heart. Psalm 34, 18. God is near. Everyone say near. near. God is near to who? God is near to the humble. Hallelujah. God is near to the humble and far from the self-righteous. There are many churches today, God is not near them because they're self-righteous. We're all good. Some call it hyper-grace. We're all good. We said the prayer. We're under grace. We can do whatever we want. But God is near the humble who repent, who live in repentance. My mother, who's 89, used to say to me that you had to repent every day. <laughs> every day. Every day. You have a part to play. Repentance is God and you working together. God has a part to play. He convicts your heart. He gives you the grace to repent. You have a part to play. You have to cleanse yourself of all filthiness. Repentance is the call of God. You need to respond. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have a part to play. Second Corinthians 7, verse 1, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Wow. Let's go higher. Amen. Amen. Let his standard be our standard. Be ye perfect even as your heavenly Father is perfect. And perfection comes by grace. You know, we're, praise God. It's, it's his grace. It's his grace. Always upward, upward in him. Praise the Lord. Ezekiel 18.30. Therefore I will judge you, O house of Israel, every one according to his ways, says the Lord God. Repent. And turn from all your transgressions. That's God calling, calling. Every day he's calling us to holiness, calling us to the fear of God. Many Christians have no sense of God, no sense of the fear of God. They just, they just go and do whatever they want in the flesh. Repent and turn from all your transgressions so that your iniquity, your sin, will not be your ruin. Have you heard of what, of what theologians call passive judgment? Passive judgment, Romans chapter 1, is when God hands you over to the thing that you love called sin. It will be your ruin if you continue to walk in your sin. Cast away from you all the transgressions which you have committed and get yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Turn to your neighbor and say, get yourself a new heart and a new spirit. For why should you die? O house of Israel. 
For I have no pleasure in the death of one who dies, says the Lord God. Therefore, turn and live. Amen. It's not God's will that any should die in their sin. Therefore, turn and live. Regret is not repentance. Repentance is a change of behavior and heart. It's when you turn away from your sin. Some people weep and cry over their sin and continue in it. It's not the outward stuff of repentance. It's an inward change of the heart and behavior. Amen? Now, therefore, says the Lord, Joel 2.12, turn to me with all your heart. God doesn't want just your Sunday stuff. He wants your whole heart. Your heart is what motivates you. Turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious. What does gracious mean? Full of grace and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. Hallelujah. You know, God is more interested in being merciful to you than bringing judgment. You may have done something horrendous in your life. You may deserve the worst from God. But God, his nature is mercy. If you ask for forgiveness, his mercy is there. He doesn't want to bring judgment. He wants to bring mercy. And repentance brings mercy. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. So do something. For example, if you have anger, a problem with anger, and you're repenting but you just keep getting angry, why not, why not buy a book, a Christian book on anger management? And, like, you can learn things, all right? So this is my trigger for anger. So when I'm feeling, getting angry, I'm going to walk out the door and I'm going to cool down. When I get angry, I'm going to count sheep to 100. I'm just going to have to do things, deal with your stuff. You with, you with me? Now, I got a, someone might have a problem with your TV, I'm always watching soaps and whatever. Well, do something. Take your TV and throw it in the, in the garbage bin. That's called repentance. Repentance has concrete action that goes with it. If worldly music is a temptation to you, wipe your phone. Just get rid of it. Praise God. Take action. Turn to your neighbour and say, take action. Matthew 3.8 Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. 
You say, oh, I've repented, but where's the fruit? Turn to your neighbor and say, okay, where's the fruit? And do not think to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. Don't think to yourself, I've said the sinner's prayer, I'm all good with God. Where's the fruit? Amen? Oh, I'm a Presbyterian, I'm a Pentecostal, I'm an Anglican, Episcopalian, I'm this, that, the other. Who cares? God doesn't care. He's looking for the fruit. And you will know them by their fruit. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Praise God. So God wants to give you the kingdom, the kingdom of God, okay? Prepare your heart to receive the kingdom because the kingdom of God is not just shaking and crying and so on. The kingdom of God is to dwell within you. You are the temple of God. Prepare your temple by sanctifying it. Sanctify your heart. Make it beautiful through humble repentance so that the kingdom of heaven can dwell inside you in power. Amen? God doesn't want to share your temple with your unforgiveness, your lust, and all other types of sin. Cleanse your temple. Praise God. So we hear lots of testimonies in these meetings, miracles. One of the great purposes of miracles is that you would repent. Matthew 11.20, Jesus began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. So if you're watching on YouTube and you've seen the blind healed, the deaf deaf are hearing. You see the autistic children being healed. You see lame people walking, cancers gone. You have a responsibility to respond to what you see by repentance, by repenting of your sin. God is demonstrating to you the power of Jesus Christ to save your soul from sin. You now have a responsibility to come to Christ and repent and leave all the junk in your life. Hallelujah. Your problems are really a gift. They might come from hell, but your problems are God's way of getting your attention that you might repent. Come, Hosea 6.1. Come and let us return to the Lord, for he has torn, but he will heal us. He has stricken, but he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. He'll send us revival. On the third day, he will raise us up that we might live in his sight. 
Let us know. Let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter and the former rain to the earth. If you have been stricken, if you have been torn, now turn to him, for surely the rain shall come upon your life. Amen. You know, when everything's going nice and easy and comfortable, it's very easy to go, well, I'll just go this way, you know, and get slack. But when you've got problems, someone's got cancer or something, you're like, God, help me. I'm sorry for my sins. Amen. I'm going to get right with you. These are gifts from God, if you understand what I'm saying. If you understand. I mean, cancer is a consequence of Adam and Eve's sin. All right? But all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Are you with me? Your problem is an opportunity for you to get real with God. You can only learn a certain amount by going to Bible college. You can learn a heck of amount from your problems. Because God will allow problems so that we'll humble ourselves and repent and turn to him. Maybe the problems that you have in your life are for your salvation, are for your good. Amen? Come on, think about it. Think about it. The most important thing is your soul. It's the most important thing. It's not whether you drive a Mercedes or a Toyota or whether you have a beautiful London mansion or whether you're in a one-bedroom apartment. The point is, are you right with God? If you're right with God, then the treasures of heaven are yours. Amen? Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross died for us, that we might be clean, that we might have the joy of repentance and live in that pure joy of God. Amen. God's part is new birth. God's part is to give you a new heart. That's God's part. Our part is to cleanse ourselves. Our part is to repent. His part is grace upon grace upon grace give you a new heart that you might be born again, sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ, given eternal life. Hallelujah. 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 You know, when we receive Christ and we believe on him, there's salvation. But we still have to walk this life. That's called sanctification. Every day, repenting, turning from sin, doing what pleases him, walking with Jesus. Repentance is following Jesus every day. Amen? Praise God, praise God, praise God. What is sin? What is sin? Sin is whatever violates the word of God. Sin is when you do not believe the promises of God. That Jesus Christ saves people from sin. Unbelief. 
But Jesus Christ heals unbelief. Sin is whatever violates the word of God. The word of God teaches us righteousness. Any type of sexual activity outside of a husband, a man, and a wife, a woman, the Bible says is sin. That's not my opinion. God loves sinners, but he calls it sin. We have to repent. Sins of the tongue, gossip, lying, yelling at people, giving people the cold shoulder, ignoring them. Sin. You know, we read that scripture about sins of the flesh and the spirit. There are sins that, it's hard to explain, but involve the spirit. When you, when you go to a palm reader and you open your hand, it's a sin of the spirit. It's a spiritual sin that you're committing. And as that spirit of occult enters into you, you defiled yourself. When, when you, you go and uh, to someone who practices witchcraft, reiki, energy, you know, and you've got a sore back, so you go to someone who does this stuff and acupuncture and all this stuff. It's a spiritual sin that you're committing. And these spirits of the occult come into you. Even if a person who's doing it, the therapist doesn't understand, they don't have to understand. In the Holy Spirit, we don't understand everything that's happening. He knows what he's doing. People who practice in these areas, they don't always understand what they're doing. But you need to understand the spiritual danger of the sin of the spirit, that you're committing a spiritual sin. People who watch and entertain themselves with Harry Potter, it's a spiritual sin to entertain yourself with darkness. We were uh, in L.A. and a lady said, my sister committed suicide. I want prayer. And uh, anyway, it's a bit of a story. You can watch it on YouTube. But, but the lady had been watching, entertaining herself with murder. And a spirit of murder, spirit of death had come in through these horror movies and had killed her sister. A spiritual sin. When these demons come in, they're, they're not selective about who they destroy. You say, well, that's not fair. Demons aren't fair. They're demons. They hate you. They want to destroy you, your marriage, your children, your family. When you commit these types of sin, these demons come in and they begin bringing destruction. If you've ever listened to demons, they say, oh, I killed so-and-so, I caused this car accident, all this type of thing, you know? I remember years ago, we were in England, and, and the Lord said to me about this lady, you've got stacks of paper in your house, horoscopes. She said, yes, I've got stacks of newspaper. I love reading the horoscopes. 
And the mighty power of Jesus Christ fell on her, delivered her. She went home and destroyed it all. She had a part to play. God did his part, forgave her, delivered her. She did her part and went home and threw them all out. What have you got in your house? Good luck charms, amulets, idols. What's in your house? Go home, cleanse your house. My daughter won't mind me saying uh, she had a picture taken of my grandson and uh, I think it was called the Magic um, Company or Photo Company or whatever it was. And I felt something was wrong. Anyway, they gave her a frame of my, my grandson and uh, so I put it up in, in my house because sometimes your mind doesn't... You think, well, it's a nice photo, you know? But your spirit's saying something is wrong. Anyway, at night time, I got up in the night. The house was dark, still, windows shut. And I'm walking along and the, the photo, which is about like this, uh, which is we, we glued onto the wall, we call it blue tack, and it flew off the wall and hit me. And I was about a metre away and hit me on, on my feet, just flew off the wall. I had something cursed in my house and we threw it out, we destroyed it. What have you got in your house? What have you got? So let's pray right now. Let's pray. Let's pray. Some of you have got pornography and your, your heart, I'm looking at your heart, your heart is contaminated and your mind with pornography. God loves you. There is a tremendous joy in repentance. Tremendous joy. Those who want to repent, I invite you to just come forward. I'm going to move out of the way like we did last night. Come forward and just kneel down and just tell the Lord. Remember the man who was standing in the synagogue beating his chest. Forgive me, I'm the worst sinner. And it says, says that God was close to him. Just kneel down here. Okay. You want me to read it? Yes, please. I have lived a sexually perverted life since I was a small child and I never understood why this was happening to me. So I wanted to ask on a spiritual level, level and fix it. Is there anyone else who wants to come and repent? Thank you, Lord. There's people here... You've committed fornication. You've had sex before marriage or outside of marriage. Jesus Christ is revealing your sin. He loves you. He wants you to have the joy of forgiveness. So come. There's a young man here. I see you injecting yourself with drugs. You've had a problem with drugs. Come, come, come. Someone here, you've You've done something financially, 
something financially. You've ripped someone off. I'm talking to you. And it is hidden, but before God, it's in the bright or the light of his presence. It's right there in front of him. And you're like, you think you, you want to go on with your life, but you can't because this thing, this financial thing that you did is before you. Now come and repent. I see someone was begging you for help, but your heart, someone else beg, was begging you for help. They were in great need and you were cold-hearted towards them. You didn't do anything, even though they were suffering, and you had the ability to help them. And so they called out to God and spoke to him about you, and now your life is hindered because of what they have said before him. Because God hears the cry of the poor, and the Bible says to open your heart, your hand to the poor. Come and repent. There is grace and forgiveness and joy. Thank you, Lord. There's a man here. You're addicted to masturbation. Come and repent and God will set you free. Thank you, Jesus. Just forget about the people around you. Just think about Jesus and get right with him. He loves you. There's a woman here and your heart has such bitterness and unforgiveness towards someone else. Come and repent. Jesus is here to forgive you. We could go on and on as the Holy Spirit reveals sin. The opportunity is here in the anointing. In the anointing, the anointing will not only heal your body, the anointing will save your soul from sin. The anointing will cleanse you. The Holy Spirit will come. That's the glory of God. All those who are kneeling at the front, that's the glory of God on you right now. Right now, that's the glory of God. That's the glory of God. That's the glory of God. Those who are left, just pray for all those who have come forward. That's the glory of God on you. In Jesus' name, just confess your sins right now. Just confess your sins to the Lord.
tonight you heard about the love of God, the mercy of God. He wants us to show that mercy and love towards others. Right now, just ask the Lord to forgive you. If you've had a cold heart, unloving towards other people, just ask Him to forgive you. He wants you to be a vessel of love to the world. Now let's all stand. Let's pray together. Father, forgive us. I repent. I turn from my sin. I choose to love and forgive. Make me a vessel of love. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. Be my Savior and Lord. I am forgiven. I am justified. I am righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ. My sins are gone. I am free from all guilt, from all condemnation. The accuser is gone from my life. I have been made righteous by the blood of Jesus. I am free from my past. I am a new person, born again. I have a new heart and a new spirit. By God's grace, I am saved, sanctified, and washed clean. Eternal life is mine. I choose to follow Jesus all the days of my life. By His grace and His joy, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give Jesus a clap.